Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Iron and Soul podcast. A um, few things before we get started on this episode. Um, my lovely, beautiful sister listened to my last episode and said and and commented that I said fuck too much. So um, this goes out to her that guess what? It's 2020 and I say fuck and I say lots of other dirty words as well. It's a podcast. It's America. It's free speech. And I'm sorry to Otto's 13 year old ears that has to edit it. But guess what? Welcome to the world, buddy. Welcome to podcast editing. All right. So today I am super duper, super duper duper extra excited for my guest today. Um, sitting in front of me is the first ever Miss Gay Kansas United States, Brandon Eisman, a.k.a. Deja Brooks. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. How exciting, right? I am excited. It's It was great to hear your um, your take on doing a podcast, and now I actually get to be here and be a part of it. I know. We met, oh, was that January? December or January? Yeah, just yeah kind it's of, been several months. Yeah, to talk about... Uh, kind of future plans with Jill and I and what we we're doing yeah. and I brought up the podcast and being on it and we just had a great conversation about that and then YouTube and right. went down that and I was like oh I got really um, I don't know insecure or self-conscious about having you on in the sense I know this is gonna sound strange I'm gonna okay. be vulnerable they can't see is my that, facial expressions right now which exactly is, a good thing. is yeah. that um, if you guys understand Lawrence, Kansas, our one listener, Lawrence, Kansas. Um, we might actually, after having this, my first famous person on have two <laughs> listeners <laughs> to yeah. the podcast is that, um, Brandon is quite, um, a Lawrence icon here in town and we'll get in that a little bit later, but I wanted, I have this idea of, um, perfection like I like things to be perfect and I have it built up in my mind and I was like oh when I have Brandon on I'm gonna have a camera and we're gonna bring Deja on and we're gonna put on YouTube and then you know right when the um, apocalypse happened um, yes we're still in the apocalypse everybody just FYI um, I was like fuck it let's I want to get Brandon on and then I asked somebody else and they got a little um, hesitant about the rules Right, the Douglas County, Kansas rules about sure. coming face to face to this. Mm-hmm. So um, I held off a little bit on um, having people face to face in here, yeah. and then I said, you know what, I'm just yeah. gonna text you and get yeah. you on. So yeah, I'm glad you did. All right, I'm so glad you did. Um, let's just get into Miss Gay Kansas. Sure. First ever. How? What? What is going on with that? I don't understand. Like, yeah, the so whole this thing. This is the inaugural year for um, Miss Gay Kansas. It's a preliminary to Miss Gay United States. Okay. So there's been other Miss Kansases, um, America, um, other drag pageant systems. Okay. Just like in the real girl pageant systems, there's Miss America, Miss United States, Miss US of A, things like that. And so in the drag world, hence Stasia Brooks, the drag world, um, the United States pageant is much smaller and newer. So it's just uh, finished its 15th year. And so Kansas has now come on board and... I was crowned uh, the first Miss Gay Kansas United States in March. So right can't, before, <laughs> right before the, right before lockdown, right before apocalypse. Yeah. So, 
Um, it's so Miss Gay United States has been happening for 15 years. Right. It's a newer system with, compared it, to the other, other but it's systems. a drag queen system. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Or pageant. Yeah. It's a right. pageant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how many states like are there before Kansas joined? Right. So with this being a newer system, um, there's just been a handful of, of states coming on board. And some of them weren't really states. They were city um, cities that would send a representative or um, a winner to, to nationals. But in the past couple of years, um, their, their title holders have really got out there and made a name for the system. And so that's really what it's about is growth and making a name for the system and bringing sisters into the system um, and just growth really okay and so hopefully um miss missouri came on this year so a good friend of mine we actually went to high school together um he won miss missouri and uh, kansas there's oregon um new york there's several yeah and so so is is does the organization ask like how does it get participants because that's a little confusing to me right, right? right in the sense of so it's the role of the the reigning title holder to go out and get um, more states. Pe- correct. Okay. Yeah, it's a franchise. Okay. And so you're trying to build your franchise. It's like McDonald's. You know, you want to try to get more people to buy into it and open up more restaurants. And so it's just the same, getting more um, franchises, more promoters. And so a friend of mine, Steve Maselli, who owns Maselli's, oh, been a true... Uh, supporter of Deja and you know my shows and my events and so I said you know this would be a good thing you should you know look into purchasing you know your franchise or your you know package to the national level and so he he listened to me and he went for it so he bought it for Kansas correct yeah and then, so does he have to hold the pageant for Kansas? He does. Yep. So he did. Okay. Yep. So he held the first one in March, first okay. weekend in March, and had um, a great turnout. He had four contestants, which okay. is great for a first-time pageant, and um, sold-out crowd. and At Maselli's? At Maselli's, wow. yeah. And okay. So he kind of did a dinner and a show and took the normal pageant world outside of, for the drag world, outside of a bar. Um, typically drag pageants are held in bars, um, smaller venues, and then maybe national level, you'll go to a hotel ballroom or, you know, something of that magnitude. But here, Maselli has his own venue, obviously, and so can take what he's good at, bringing people together, um, food, you know, providing a nice ambiance for such an event. And he did. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Okay, so now there's a couple paths we could take here real quick. So (laughs) um, let's explain to the one listener that um, Miss Gay Kansas United States is actually a drag queen. Correct. Correct? Yeah. Okay, so explain to the world... What a drag queen is, right. what that what that means oh, in the so pageant world. Another, yeah, Let's do it. Let's get into path. it. So drag for me is truly just an art. Okay. Um, so I started out competing for the America system. So it's the longest running pageant system for the art of drag or female impersonation. Okay. So I um, tend to um, say that I'm a female impersonator versus a drag queen. Drag you queen, tend to say that? I or? tend to say okay. that. Um, I used to a lot more just okay. because um, 
Lawrence and surrounding communities, it's easier for people to understand female impersonator than drag queen. Drag what? queens, you automatically think of guys in dresses, transvestites, trans, transsexuals, uh, working the stage trying to collect dollar bills. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so I use my platform as Deja to do more than just try to collect dollar bills. It might not be dollar bills that I'm collecting for myself, but it might be dollar bills I'm collecting for other organizations um, and really trying to give back to those organizations. But I totally got off on another tangent there. No, so that's great. The America system um, is where boys are boys and the art is an art. Okay. So you literally have to transform yourself. You can't have any work done below the neck. Um, so if you're having any body augmentations or anything like that, that's not a system for you. Okay. So I truly believe that art really is an art. And for my kiddo, my family, you know, this is me just being able to perform. It's, you know, it's like I'm an actor or actress, if you will. Mm -hmm. But um, it's really just putting on a wig and some makeup and getting out there and doing what I enjoy. I don't live my life as Deja. I'm sitting here in some <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt right, right now. That's right. Um, I seldom walk down the street in drag, but you have been known to see me in drag walking <laughs> down the street, but it's probably for something. Right. So with this system being so new and I've had uh, multiple friends who have competed and gone on to win, um, it just felt that the timing was right. I've set out for just about 10 years um, competing because I started a, a big event here in Lawrence um, called Transformation. So um, that has finally kind of grown and runs itself to some degree. Um, so now it's time for me to, to focus on myself and what I want to do. And 2020 was supposed to be my year. Um, I turned 40 in 22 days. And so um, 21 days. Yeah. But um, so I thought, well, why not win Miss Kansas? I turn 40. I go on. I win Miss United States. And it just gets better from there. So, well, I think, yeah, um, that's I don't, the plan. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if the apocalypse happens. Yeah. You're winning. Is it Miss Gay United States? That's right. So, the end of this month, I was supposed to travel to Roanoke. Okay. Um, but obviously, with everything else, it's been postponed. And so, in November, I'll travel now. And that will to be compete. And that will be the competition at the national level. Okay. Yeah. So, on the local level, you have, do you have like categories within the Yeah, thing? so the pageant itself, um, like I said, it's kind of like Real Girl. We have interview. Mm -hmm. um, so you sit in front of a panel of judges and you talk, okay. answer some questions about yourself, about the system, um, how you can grow the system, et cetera. And then you have your, your other uh, categories. So evening gown, talent, um, onstage question. Um, there's some systems that have, you know, swimsuit or, you know, <laughs> um, thankfully I don't have the swimsuit body, but extra duct tape, I might be able to have the swimsuit <laughs> body. But, um, but yeah, so this system is, is great because it allows you to be who you are, um, do what you want to do. Um, and it's open to anyone. So it's not just open to, um, uh, it's open to trans. So, okay. So anyone is... Um, able to enter this system, which is great. Okay. Yeah. And I couldn't, correct? No. It, the thing is, um, people tend to think of drag, uh, drag queens gay. 
Like they're just gay men. Um, 99% of the time, that's true. Now, if you wanted to enter Miss Gay, you know, Kansas or Miss Gay United States, you could, but I don't foresee many straight or, um, yeah, heterosexual men entering a, what's known as a gay. Would it be a dick move for a straight guy to, to like a real pretty straight guy? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's like, um, you know, it super might be a like, dick move if you've you can, got talent and you can, you like know, chiseled face <laughs> right. and like, yeah. Can't grow a beard for shit. Yeah, and... it might be a dick move. Yeah. yeah. Especially okay. if you, you know, beat someone. <laughs> right, that's been doing it for years. Right, exactly. Years. That's that just mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so they have um, several systems, uh, several systems within the system. So there's okay. a Mr. Gay United States. There's um, a Miss Femme Fatale, which is uh, typically a straight woman. Okay. Uh-huh. Who um, loves the world of drag and, you know. Oh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Was that is the- an ally. And then there's um, a king. So um, a female who dresses as a man. So where drag oh. for me is dressed as girl. Right. right. Female per- impersonation. Correct. But then when you have women dressed as men, the flipping of so that. So would you say that's male impersonation? Correct. But what's it called? Like, is there like a slang like drag queen is for, what did you say? It's a drag king. Drag king. That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Never, I actually never knew that. Yeah. So what there's several layers to okay. the system. Now, will those all be at the same venue in November? So Mr. Um, and Miss M- will Mr. be. Miss. Okay. Yeah. And then Do you guys have, get pictures together? Um, so right now there's only a Miss Kansas. Okay. There's not a Miss. But when you win. Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a new Mr. in okay. November as well. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've been I've been trying to figure out this question in my head. Okay. All right. As I as I knew that this the Saturday was coming and so I had this picture of when I was a kid of in I think it's me. It's like, you know, like memories are end up being memories of memories of memories. Right. And I'll have to go back and ask my mom if this is a real picture or not, but I feel like I'm in like big boots. I'm like a kid, tiny kid in big boots that go up to my knee and I'm like falling over. Like I'm wearing dad's boots, but my dad never wore boots. So it must've been someone else's boots. Okay. Um, so my question is when you were that little, did you try on men's boots? And did you like, go? I want to try on ladies shoes too. Like, how does that go? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I think we all explore okay. whether or not you're straight or gay or right. even when you're a child, you might not even know your sexual preference or who you are at that point, but you explore. Um, so I remember, I won't say my aunt's name, but my aunt, uh, her closet, I remember like she would have all of her heels. And so with my cousins, we would all play and I would always go to pick the heels right, to the heels. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, being at my grandma's with my cousins, we would take sheets and wrap them around us and do talent shows in you know, the basement for us, you know, <laughs> the parents never came down to watch. Of course, you know, they were always upstairs playing Yahtzee or, or whatever Drinking it is. Whiskey. I don't know. What, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Coffee, whiskey, beer, and Yahtzee. Um, so, I mean, wrapping towels, on my head or sheets around me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but then again, that was just, we were acting, being kids you know, and acting, right? Being kids, we were acting. Um, yeah. 
talent shows. <laughs> right. But when, but when, when, okay. So when did you figure out uh, to our one listener, Brandon is gay. Yeah. Just FYI. Sure. <laughs> if we lose that listener yeah. because Brandon's gay, we'll fuck you. Then. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's 2020. It's 2020. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll just have an audience of zero. Yeah. That's okay with me. Yeah. Cause you get to sit there That's and right. I love it. Um, when did you, did you like always know, or was there like a, like, did, did it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think I always knew that I was different, mm-hmm. but what did that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember in elementary school, you know, being teased or bullied, mm-hmm. coming home and just crying, you know, to my mom and it's just my mom and I, so only child, single parent. Okay. And so it was just the two of us. I mean, I have family outside of my mom and I, cousins that I'm close with, but it's truly just her and I. And so... I never really understood how I was different, what meant, why was I different? And so it really kind of like, I would say middle school to high school is when I kind of started like thinking more, oh, this is how I'm different. Um, And then college came and I went to Emporia State. So close, but not too far away from home. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Linwood. Linwood. Okay. Yeah. Right outside of Lawrence. Okay. So small town unified high school you know like with basers so wow yeah right limit baser duh yeah so a small town um to be out in a small town was not going to happen right Um, right i would have been probably killed or shot or who knows did you you have any close friends that knew like no no no, i didn't i didn't act upon anything or say anything until um after college but you knew at seven I'm not, I'm just making yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think, like I said, I, I knew there was a difference in me, um, but truly, you know, hitting the nail with the hammer, probably I didn't realize that until, like I said, I, like high school age okay. that, oh, this is my difference. Okay. So just. And so even then, like I had, you know, my, my girlfriend dates, you know, for prom and all that. So mm-hmm. again, we had, um friends now who are who I went to high school with who were out or to some degree you know who I would see getting bullied or you know and I just you weren't going that route back in yeah Yeah. did you did you um, I mean I got my own you know bullying and all right just for different reasons right well yeah I mean they probably knew Uh, they knew you know kids are smart yeah and dumb but kids are (laughs) smart so they get it and um yeah, I just obviously was not ready. And now I think about it and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should have taken the plunge and come out earlier, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it's I mean, I think about it's that when it's like your time. It's truly well, when it's your time. And I think about, right, you're you're a almost forty, a beautiful <laughs> almost forty. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. still that was twenty years right. ago, right? right? Like that still wasn't yeah. no matter longer, how yeah. safe it is now or pretend safe or whatever right. the fuck. It is that wasn't safe right back then. So, you know, right. It's a risk. It's true. Well, and the fact that we live in Lawrence, um, and Lawrence is so diverse. Right. And to some degree, and open to some degree. I mean, this is the only place in Kansas truly to really be free to be yourself right. or live your authentic life, mm-hmm. which is here. So Right. Um, so when you went to Emporia okay, I need to back up a little bit because <laughs> to be honest, there's a lot of people th- when I say a lot, not, not a whole lot of people listening, but a lot of them are like my family members that are a little bit older and then they, and they might not get, um, how do I say this? 
Well, you don't have to say it. I, I think for me, uh, closed-minded individuals, and I'm not saying that your family is, but no. with the age or demographic sometimes of our family, um, my family especially, uh, very closed-minded. And so what we've always taught or enlisted in our son was to ask questions. When you ask questions, that only opens your mind. Right. And if you're opening your mind, that might open someone else's mind. And in return, it might open their heart to being able to love or accept um, someone that's different than that. Right. So, so I was more going to get that. I appreciate that because that's true too, but more of like that understanding of the internal, like your internal feeling that was different than a straight person, but you had to pretend sure. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that double life that, um, so where was I, where am I going with this? What I'm, what I'm saying is when at like 16 or 15 or whatever, you're like, did you like, I like dudes. Like, is that kind of like, was there something that was just like, where you just like pinpointed it? Like, Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Um, well, it was a stepping stone okay. to even get there or to even like, you know, in your own turmoil. Co- correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would, I would tell myself bye. That okay. I was bi, um, bi now, gay later type of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good stepping stone for people to feel comfortable with truly coming right. out. Um, again, those are labels and so mm-hmm. many people don't enjoy right. labels now and yeah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> but for some, even my age, like labels still help us understand. Which sure. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, yeah. So really even high school, like it was in the back of my mind heaven forbid I say something or heaven forbid mm-hmm. I even act upon something or how do I even act upon it? You know? Right. Um, because I think that what some kids may have learned from fathers, I didn't really, you know, I didn't right. really learn that yeah. from a father. I mean, I had uncles um, who helped out, you know, and did stuff. It, Uncle correct, stuff. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, which I value and appreciate right. still to this day, but um to even like know how to ask a girl out or, or a guy out or anything. It was like, just not, it just wasn't there. Right. Um, and so, wow, this is probably could go so many different ways, right. but we're not going to. Um, so even then in college, um, I thought, okay, I'm far enough away from home that I can, you know, my double life is still <laughs> leading itself, but now I can maybe morph into something different, which, you know, I joined the cheer team um, thinking, okay, you know, there might be other, you know, people like me on there. And then the first time one of the other yell leaders asked me out, I was like, why are you asking me out? What do you, you know, the defense mechanism, you know, the walls immediately went up. And right. I'm like, okay. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not really hiding who I am, but I am hiding who I am because I'm not allowing myself to open up and be who I am. Right. Um, and we have to we have to pause for a second just yeah. to really explain. Emporia, Kansas is not Lawrence, Kansas. Right. It's in um, the heart of cent- almost central Kansas. I would say centralish Kansas and very conservative town, mm-hmm. meatpacking plant yeah. town. Still college, but pretty conservative place. So for your hackles to go up and and to wonder why this fellow was asking, I assume a fellow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asking you out would be, of course, because you're like, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Are you going (laughs) to. Yeah. Right. Because of. Are you outing me here? Right. Right. Exactly. What's happening. 
yeah, I lived with my best friend at the time. And, you know, I was shocked and was telling her and how could he do that? And, you know, and I think the whole time she's like, Brandon, come on, you know, just, yeah, just come on out, you know, come on out. But finally, when I did with her, she's like, yep. Yeah. Did known you, this for a while. No, Come on. You know? Now, was she somebody that you went to? Did she went to college with you, or did you meet her at? Uh, no, at college. Okay. Yeah. So we met at college. Okay. Uh, we worked together, and ultimately ended up living together, and we're still best friends to to this day. So right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and so college happened. I came home after college and moved back in with my mom, because that's what you do after college. You move in, right? And then you figure out where life's going to take you, and yeah, we went to lunch one day and she's like, okay, you know, school's over. You need to, you know, find a job and meet a nice girl. And, and I'm like, had no clue that it was happening or I was going to come out, but I'm like, well, why does it have to be a girl? And what if it's a guy? And immediately, obviously the waterworks start, you know, pouring out and she's like, of you or her of me, okay, you know? And she's like, well, don't start crying here. You know, we're in a restaurant and, so we didn't talk to each other for about a week. We lived together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the way our family works is we have to be able to laugh at something to get through it. Right. And so finally she came and she's like, well, I guess we both have something in common. And that was her way of, we both like the dick. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So we can laugh at this. We can look at each other now. And yeah. And from that point on, she's not, she's the unofficial P flag mom, you know, like supporting right. me. Um, do you guys talk about, do you guys ever have conversations about being gay and your life is how you figured I that mean, out? Like similar to like, do you ever, is she ever curious about uh, it? You know, I think she, she always says that, you know, she never knew or she never caught on. Yeah. Um, but I think probably deep down, she probably was like, okay, I get it, you know, but. At that point, and even still to this day, you know, you worry about your kids, you know, in society, you don't want them to, you know, be bullied or harmed or, Mm -hmm. you know, so there was always that fear factor for her. And then when I came out, even more of a fear factor of like, okay, this, you know, who knows what could happen. And there's so many idiots out there in the world that you don't know what's going to happen. And you could be at a bar and, you know, someone brings a gun in, but which is, which happens, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she thought she would never be a grandma and, you know, she, oh, I mean, there were so many of, factors that right, came into that, play with yeah. having her only child, you know, now gay and well, he's never going to be happy. He's never going to, you know, like, yeah. And that, do you think that's, um, like small town? Oh, very much minded, so. Or do mm-hmm. you think that's just that gener could be that boomer Both. generation yeah. of, well, we're from post- a small town. So right? a, you have yeah. that. That generation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You yeah. said something that um, early, early on in your story about feeling different inside. Yeah. I find, I don't, I find that um, it hurts my heart a little bit in the sense of why does, why does being gay or trans or whatever you identify mm-hmm. as, as a person have to have that feeling of I'm different because that's not the norm of society. I think, well, you just answered it. Right. But I, that norm of society. Right. But the thing for me is like, why can't people just feel the way they want to feel? And that like, that's right. My 
my optimism sure. or my yeah. hope is that people just are are able to be people and they don't have to feel like they're bad or different right. or whatever. They can just feel. Why wouldn't that? I, mean, I just that like dudes great. or I like yeah. dudes and girls or I like yeah. girls or I like whatever. Yeah. Or I'm a punk rocker or I'm a right. Christian or I'm a Jew or what. I can yeah. just be me. Right. You know, or figure out what me is without being bullied or feel different or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like. It's because I have, (laughs) it would be great to be able to just truly live your authentic life. And I think the mindset of our youth and, you know, um, that's coming up now, I think that they're being able to live that a little bit more. I I would, I would agree on some level because I, I, I have a pretty interesting 17 year old who tends to, um, uh, correct me when I'm wrong. Okay. Even about um, uh-huh. like things I should know, yeah, right. Like I'll say some. I said something a few years ago. I'll just be vulnerable on, on the, um, on the uh, podcast, just because I can live and grow and learn, just like right. everybody else. I think it was about five years ago. I was watching a TV show and something happened. I go, "That's gay," mm-hmm. and he said, he looked at me and said, "You can't say that, dude." And I said, you know what? You're right. I yeah. can't, I can't, yeah. I mean, I can, right. but it's not, yeah. it's not effective. It's right. not used in the right way. Right. It's not whatever. And I just, I looked over to Adam after that for a little bit as he's, we continue to watch the whatever's on. And I was just in awe of his ability. Mm-hmm. One to be able to just turn to me and say that. Yeah. Right. That's great. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty moving and powerful to, yeah. Yeah. to do that. And he was right. Like, I'm not, I'm not that person, but right. it's like you get. You get a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a tune or sure. that you, that that's yeah. just language that you yeah. use. You know? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And I think it's great because my kiddo um, sits on the GSA club, the gay straight Alliance club, you know, obviously his family is a little different or right. outside the norm um, of other families, even here in Lawrence. But again, um, you know, he wants to support, everyone which is amazing to me that he would support well a he supports me so oh much. my god he's um, amazing <laughs> and b that he would support his you know fellow classmates and who they want to be and who they are and you know he'll wear his little a little rainbow bracelet or whatever to I school in support of them and um that's not saying that he's gay or and if he is someday down the road then you know of course i support that and love that but um yeah, I think it's great that, you know, kiddos today can have those clubs that they can right. go to and feel, you know, for an hour a week or whenever the club meets that they can truly be themselves um, during that time and be around their peers who may also be experiencing or feeling the same emotions or feelings um, and that they have classmates that support them. Yeah, that's pretty um, powerful. Yeah. Especially in middle fucking school, right? right. Which is the worst ever. Right. Middle school sucks. Oh, it, it sucks. It just sucks. I, I, I don't know if my, I don't even know if my family knows this right now or ever knew this. They might've seen it in. So I lived in McPherson, Kansas okay. um, for fifth and sixth grade. Okay. And in sixth grade, I was severely bullied. Um, and then in, we moved back to Newton, which is where I grew oh up. Gosh. And then we moved for two years to McPherson. And then in seventh grade, I went to a new middle school, um, really wanted to go to this middle school because I had a bunch of friends that were going to that, that I grew that grew up with and went to church with. Um, but I was severely bullied there too, okay. which was really um, an interesting 
wild experience. And so I really understand what that, what yeah. that feels like. Um, but I had an interesting experience cause I think it was eighth or ninth grade with, after I had been bullied that I just, I told myself I was never, that was never going to happen again. Yeah. And I don't know what that was like. Cause I, I became a skater and kind okay. of a punk rocker a metalhead, and kind yeah. of moved out of that preppy kind of, I, I dabbled in that a little bit and I was okay. like, that's not fucking me. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm punk rock. Like, yeah, it's good. But I don't know if it was Well, that was still, your defense mechanism, right. too, of like, okay, you know. And I don't know if that being alter, alternative sure. or punk rock got me to that um, spot because I'd been bullied yeah. um, by, you know, sports guys and all that jock shit, sure. right? And yeah. uh, and so I think that I told myself that I was never going to be like that. And I changed kind of my personality. I became more assertive, Yeah, went and got what I wanted. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. been an interesting road from there, you know, because there's been times in my adult life that people have said, Oh, you're aggressive or you're this or you're that. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. I may, I, I don't, I don't think I'm I don't aggressive, think you are at all, but I but think I'm, I'm confident and yeah, I'm this, this person right. cause I'm never going to be that fucking person again. Yeah. I'm never going to let anybody treat me like that again. And that's happened. Bef- yeah. Let's that's happened actually professionally, which is interesting. I've been, um, pushed around um, professionally because of who I am, because of how I look and who well, I, I am. I think the facade, right? Yeah, your facade, um, you know, gives people that, Oh, he's tough or he's, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and yeah. so or you're that, not professional enough. Or um, if I'm too direct, okay. Then like, Oh, well he hurt my feelings. Cause he, and it's like, no, fuck you. Uh-huh. You, you need the direction. You need the direction <laughs> because you were fucking up. You weren't yeah. showing up to work. Yeah. So you got to show the yeah. work and you can't wear that shit to work. Uh-huh. You can't look like you just got out of bed with a mop head and see clients right. for therapy. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. Right. I didn't ever say get the fuck out of here. I'm just like, Hey, you know, uh-huh. you can't look like that. Yeah. Oh, but that, you know, right. That's offensive. This guy, you know, yeah. told me how to, so I, you know, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So back to Brandon and yeah. Deja, how did, how did Deja come about? Like, how did that, like, how did you right. get that trajectory? Cause that's fucking fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, I think it's super cool. So, you know, finally, um, going out, you know, so I came out mm-hmm. even before I came out, we would start going to, um, so again, back in college, either it was Wichita or Kansas city. Right. So Friday nights we would drive, um, from Emporia to Wichita to go out on Saturdays. We would drive from Emporia to Kansas city go out, drive back to Emporia. And then on Sunday we would do the same thing, drive back to Kansas wow. city and drive back. And so just being, you know, club cabaret in Kansas city mm, truly right. was like where I first got the taste of, of drag. Okay. And seeing these performers, um, just performing, performing the shit out of songs and, you know, making me go home and be like, wow, you know, and, wow, they were doing that and people were tipping them and people were enjoying it. And it was a show and, you know, there was comedy and, you know, humor to everything and then realness. And, and then we would start going to Missy B's, um, another bar in Kansas city. And so that's when I finally, I'm like, Oh, you know, we, I started getting the itch like, okay, you know, I think I could do that. I could be up on stage and I could put on a wig and I could, you know, I could do that. And I, 
can maybe do it a little bit better. You know, ah, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I think I, I could do that. And so just like any other, you know, baby drag queen, you they're born on Halloween or around Halloween mm-hmm. because that's the time that you can test those waters. Right. Even for the, the straight men out there, you know, who might have a, you know, another side to them, mm-hmm. you know, with the closed yep. door, it is it allows them to put on heels or to put on a corset or a red lip and go out and and feel good about why they put on a red lip because it's Halloween and we're just mm-hmm. dressing up and there's nothing more to it. Well, I took it as, okay, this is my time. I'm going to try it. And there, from there, it was just like, okay, let's get me into a show. Let's, how do I do this? And Kansas city would have Sunday night shows where um, you would come in, perform and all the tips uh, that were raised that night would go to Amphar or the Kansas City Free Health Clinic. So you were truly like making tips. You were getting your experience, but yet all the money raised would go back to that's fucking know, awesome nonprofit. So probably why I I do what I do is you know giving back. All so the time. were you was that still college? No. So I yeah um nope out of college. Okay. So 21, 22, okay. 23, 23. 23 is when I think I first started. Yeah. And okay. so, you know, I, um, my mom saw, you know, and it was nothing, you know, nothing about it. And it was just Halloween. And she came to my actual first show that I performed in. It was Jack Flanagan's. Do you remember Jack Flanagan's? So McDonald's on what? 23rd street behind McDonald's on 23rd street. There was that bar. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. It was called Jack Flanagan's. And then it went to, liquid yes and then it went to something else yeah and yes then it yeah. died away yep. but um fuck i forgot yeah. oh my god that ages so, me a little bit <laughs> lawrence lawrence never truly had a gay bar Mm-mm. um we would have family nights right family that's right so family night family night and so their family nights i think were on thursday nights mm-hmm. and henry's upstairs would be on tuesday nights oh, that's after right we went yeah to tellers mm-hmm. you know for their family night you know right so Lawrence always had family nights, and so I had the opportunity to perform in one of the shows at Jack Flanagan's, and from there it was Kansas City on Sundays, and finally Missy B's. Oh, that's awesome! Brought me in, and yeah, so yeah, so that's how Deja came about. Um, and then in two thousand five, I won uh, Kansas City Pride Queen okay. for Pride, and competed in my very first real pageant which was for miss gay kansas america miss gay kansas america okay does that still exist it does well i mean uh kansas kind of comes and goes but the america system okay yeah um still exists so yeah so that was my first like initial taste of like competing and pageants and so yeah now here we are in 2020 and finally (laughs) a bigger title (laughs) how did you choose deja the name uh yeah so deja like deja vu like okay i think i've been here i think i've seen this before how interesting i love it yeah and brooks um there's no real it flows nicely it does flow nicely and brooks are pretty like streams and rivers and brooks like they're pretty i always think of a for some reason when i think of brooks i think of blondes i don't know okay i think of blonde girls that are brooks except for brooke shields yeah she's not blonde nope Man, she was. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brooke Shields. 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's my uh, tranquility for brooks and streams. Oh, I love it. Sweet and nice, but then not so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how from there, were you just sitting around one day and you're like, I'm going to create this nonprofit thing for other nonprofits to raise money. I mean, I mean, yeah. because it's a big deal in, the, yeah. in this town, right? right? So transformations, uh, we just did our, what, our eighth year, mm-hmm. six sold out in like 90 seconds or whatever the fuck yeah, it did. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so transformations came about because I, uh, was heading to nationals for Miss Gay America. Okay. So I had just got first alternate to, um, Miss Gay Western States, okay. Las Vegas. We went out there to compete and a friend of mine at the time was like, we need to have a benefit because that's what you do. You have benefit shows, um, to raise money for you to compete or for your art right. because drag is just an expensive hobby. Right. Truly is all that is, um, gowns and wigs and nails and accessories. I mean, are expensive. Yeah. They're just expensive. Um, couple thousand dollars for a gown alone and that's no shit oh yeah 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 very expensive so i didn't realize you guys really you all no the, the craft is when people really put their you know their they're really their putting craft, some money yeah. in in and yeah. time into okay right. interesting you invest okay you invest in your in your art okay so a friend was had been watching um uh rupaul's drag you right she remember that was that vh1 or well, Spike now or... it is, but it was a RuPaul's Drag You, and it was only for like a couple seasons, or right. if that. Mm-hmm. And they would take just say it. it's okay the butchiest lesbians who were truck drivers or hunters who hadn't seen heels or didn't even know what heels were, you know, type of thing, and they would pair them with the drag queen and make them over and let them walk the catwalk and. So my friend was like, we need to do something like this for you. And let's, how can we make money for you to compete? And literally this was like two weeks before we were heading to nationals, which were in, which was in October. And I'm like, there's no way we can do an event or whatever for me. You know, it is what it is and we just don't have the time. Um, so I got back from nationals. I did okay. And I said, you know what, but instead of, you know, I really like what you were talking about. We should still do something, but instead let's do it for the community. Let's take people of the community, pair them with female impersonators, um, make them over and let's make it for, for charity. So the first year it was called transformations by invitation only. You had to be invited. We didn't tell you what you were coming to. Okay. Uh, the, contest- the guests were invited. Guests were invited okay. uh, to purchase a ticket. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> support. Right. Um, so we had to reach out and really hand select uh, contestants because we needed them to be on board with us to make this happen. And and so we were shy of 50 seats being sold out our first year at wow. Liberty Hall. And which people tell me I don't need to say that, but I think it's important for people to understand that where the growth has come and how quickly the growth right. um, has come to this event. And so... That was our first year. We didn't have anyone stand up and leave. Like they stayed for the event. Um, it was the longest freaking night ever because not only do we have the competition for charity, but I said, well, let's do a drag show afterwards. And so I think we were there to like two or something. Oh, in the morning. Wow. It was horrible. Um, so we did that for two years, transformations by invitation only. And from there, um, 
I took over and Deja Works Presents came on board and and I've just been running it ever since. So we did five years of women mm-hmm. competing because it's important for women to feel um, glamorous for one day, especially those who, who don't really get the opportunity to dress up or mm-hmm. put themselves out there. And so five years of women, which was great, amazing. Right. The event was amazing, um, still is amazing. Our sixth year, we went to the Lead Center, and oh, we let me just say we've been sold out every year since. Um, <laughs> but we went to the Lead Center for our All Star year, okay. and we had 13, 13 of the past forty nine women come back to compete. Okay, and then um, transformations once again transformed itself, and we went back to what drag is all about, which is dressed as girl, and so we started with men, and so. Yeah, what was, I guess what, it was our ninth year. This so, ninth year. so what what made that shift of like we need to go back to the I call the basics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is like, the basics. Yeah. Um, well, when you think of the basics of drag, it's really a man mm-hmm. dressed as a girl, right? And so, women they ran the course, they set the bar, but let's really now let's do the let's thing. Let's make a point here, and you know, set ourselves apart, and really let this event transform itself, transform okay. the community. Um, and with doing that, we will never go back to women because it's just, <laughs> it's blown <laughs> it's, even yeah, more it's up. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So this was our third year actually for men. Um, so I guess it's our ninth year, but, um, yeah. So this year we sold out within a matter of just yeah. seconds for yeah. our VIP section. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, Jill and I do know the big wig that does the thing. And we still, you know, <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Like, so many people are like, Oh, I, I know Brandon or, and we have to put in there, you know, listen, you can talk to me all you want, but right. I can't because like, I, it's right. to the point where I'm even telling my mom, you know what? You've had a table up close every year. You're not, you're in the you're bleacher seats, baby. You're not there anymore. Like, yeah. You just keep moving back because now we, you know, sponsors are coming in and, yep. you know, they're, Hey, they're spending the money to, you know, really be seen and have their credentials or their logos out there. And so, yeah. Next year. Yeah. You're going to be one of Mag- those contestants. Mag- well, I'm going to be a contestant, but okay. Magnolia Institute will, will be buying, I would a, love that. Yeah. We'll buying a table okay. on the thing. Yeah. I'll be a contestant. Yeah. Right. <sighs> have a little shaving to do. I know. <laughs> I'll do it. Cause just I don't for you. have, yeah. Bearded Queens. Right. Yeah. You can't have, no you can't have a bearded queens. queen. Yeah. There, there yeah. are, there are there, there are. And good for them. That's their form of, is that now, is that a thing like a sub genre of like, Yes. That yeah. of female impersonation is Correct. like Yeah. Bearded. There's camp. Okay. There's bearded queens. Yeah. What's camp? Camp is that um, over the top, huge, like not so much female impersonation. It's truly what you think of when you would think of like past drag, you know, um, oh, flow from Kansas City, Florence, if you're nasty, flow. Oh, I don't know if I know yeah. her. Um, who else Campy. Campy drag. Like they're... Their costumes are typically always the same. She wears a beehive with oh oh okay yeah 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 pearl necklace and a line. Okay, that so like almost, um, like that fifty style a little uh, bit yeah uh, glamorous thing, right? To say glamorous would be kind of oh yeah not, not so much glamorous not but glamorous in their okay. world they're glamorous right okay right 
Okay. And we, you know, it's more comedic, more humorous. Oh, uh, so like a show, like about the comedic and yes. piece of it, and they're funny and they're singing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they okay, have okay. their shtick, and that's their okay. shtick. Yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. See, we're all learning. No, it is. We're yeah. all learning. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so um, transformations has you know Lawrence is very nonprofit driven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's over 500 nonprofits here yeah, in Lawrence, wow. and um, the fact that we know a handful of them. Everyone knows a handful of nonprofits here. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Humane Society, you know, Just Food, The Willow. Um, all are great organizations here in town, but there's so many that you don't know about. You know, Rainbow Kids and Families. Um, oh, yes. Uh, who are some other ones? Um, there's there's so many. Like, there's just so many. And, of course, like, now I can't tell you all of them. But Baby J's Legacy of Hope. You don't know about them until they've come on board to transformations and they're right. getting their name out. And some of them have been fortunate enough to fortunate to be the recipients of $10,000. I want everybody yeah. to know $10,000. They yeah. get $10,000 from right. us. That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. a lot of money. So the, so I should go back. So the contestants now apply right. to be a part of transformations. There's an application process. Um, 10 guys are selected. Um, and they are paired with a, a drag queen because now drag is really in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to RuPaul and others, but right. really Ru has put drag out there even more. Um, and society is accepting it to some degree. Right. More. So they compete. Um, they have their mentor, their drag queen mentor or their coach, and they compete in um, evening gown. Oh, I know. Uh, on stage question and talent. So okay. talent, they can do whatever they want up to five minutes. They can sing, they can dance, they can lip sync. Um, Could I deadlift in like a mini skirt? You know what? On the, I on the... keep saying someone who does let's get physical or something and does a whole thing I would be the winner. I I'm in. That's what I'm doing. Nobody else can steal that. That's mine. Olivia Newton, John, (laughs) I'm going to do let's get physical and I'm going to lift some weights on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I'll it put could a leotard happen. on them. Yeah, I'll do it. Right. Yep. So they um they have their moment to shine and and that's what transformations is. And so ten different charities come on board with so each contestant is able to select their charity of choice. Okay. And then um yeah, the winner receives ten thousand dollars for their charity and that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. But it, I think everyone walks away a winner because that night you learn so much about the other charities that mm-hmm. are being acknowledged or represented. Um, those charities, you know, get publicity. You know, the Lawrence magazine has been a huge sponsor yeah. of the event and so each year they do a, a spread in the magazine highlighting the charities. Um, our social media sites really, you know, get as lot, as much information as we can out there about the charities, and you know, then the charities are invested as well by coming to the event and getting their board members or their friends um, to come if they can get tickets fast enough. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this will be this will be so our tenth year. Tenth year. Yeah, okay. In January, hopefully, we'll see yeah. what that looks like. Well, I think the apocalypse will be okay by then. I really we'll do. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. We'll see. I, I, I get into I'm the whole thing. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think how transformations can transform if if there's if uh, there's not a, a way for us to have all get that together many people in one video. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll you see. could do. You could stream it. Like you could figure out how to stream it yeah. and do all that and that's stuff. And talk before without yeah. the apocalypse. You yeah. Know, how so to get so. it out there even more. So. Yeah. And fuck, you could put on a YouTube. I mean, you could probably right. get more. Yeah. 
you know, oh, more viewers, more and, viewers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll so have, we might have one from my audience. The one, the one listener, listener. <laughs> may, may become a one viewer now. Right. Got that now. So, yeah. um, I'm really interested in this. Um, so your company is Deja Brooks promotions presents presents. Yep. So in your perfect world, uh-huh. would this be something that you would do for a living always? Like, do you know what I mean? Not always in the sense of like, till I die, but like, would this be yeah. your main thing if you could? Um, that's a really good question. And it's a question that I've been asking myself lately mm-hmm. because my other side, my other life, my real life, Brandon's life, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get to travel the world, um, you know, doing huge corporate events and, you know, traveling to some amazing destinations, which I love. I absolutely love doing that. But with, with transformations or any event that I do as Deja, I keep thinking, is there a bigger platform? Right. Where should Deja go? Um, I'm not so sure I want to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't think I have um, what they really want. Um, cattiness. Well, I do have cattiness and bitchiness and craziness. Uh, they want that drama, they want, right? Yeah, because they want a TV the show. TV show. Right. They want right. that. And so I think they would get just... Just get, <laughs> a just normal, get Deja. You know, like, Midwesterner. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I don't know if that would make good TV. But, you know, I have started doing uh, Deja's Reading Rainbow. Oh, I love which it. Is, Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, this was our third year. We're now going into our fourth year for Deja's Reading Rainbow at the Lawrence Public Library. So one of my goals is when I win Miss Gay United States. Fuck yeah. Is um, a twofold. So I would travel to different states. Um, on a Saturday night, we would have a preliminary and on Sunday, I would go to that local library and really give back to the community, um, to those families out there who just need something for their right. kiddo or even for themselves to feel mm-hmm. special for an hour, you know. And so that's kind of my goal as a national title holder is to be able to take that on the road as well. Literacy is so important. And mm-hmm. um, our library here in Lawrence is amazing. It's one of the best, I think. Um, and hey, Brad so- Allen, email me back. I emailed you. Oh, Brad Allen, yeah. yeah. He just celebrated his eighth anniversary yesterday with the library. So Nice. Um, the staff and the crew at the library are amazing. They have so many great um, opportunities for our community um, through programs, through education, etc. And the fact that they're open enough to be able to have a drag queen story time says a lot. That's and the fact so that cool. they they've had my back on you know on certain things because we've had a rough we had a rough time last um, June. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, rough time. I rough had, time. I, yeah, with I got conservative my, assholes or what? Um, yeah. So I, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, we had our film. So Transformations had a documentary. Oh, that's right. Okay. Done about it, which is great. Um, you can visit my social media sites to see the Transformations, the film. But um, we had uh, so it was June. It was Pride Month. We had. The film festival was taking place on Saturday in Kansas City, which we won Best Short Documentary for. And then on Sunday, we were having uh, Deja's Reading Rainbow, our big pride hoopla. And so on Friday, uh, Kean and I are together, and I receive a call from uh, FBI 
telling me that they would like to visit with me and if they could come to my house. And I said, no, I'm <laughs> no, you know, I, who are you and what is this about? And so, um, so I met them at the local police station and basically, was it really the federal bureau of yeah, investigation, the FBI and the police department? Okay. Um, I had my first official death threats. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were coming on Sunday for my story time to just take me out. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm so, sorry that that yeah, happened. That's fucked up. It's man. big. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, still oh, is. Shit. I still yeah. am very aware of my surroundings I bet. That's at all times. Um, and so met with them immediately went to the library to visit with them because I needed them to know right. what was happening. And they were so supportive and so on board with like whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wanted to cancel, um, they were truly 100% behind me. Um, and I, you start thinking about, okay, yourself, your family, but then you have to think about all the other families who are coming, right? you know? And so um, I knew that if we were to back down, we were giving in to That's fucking right. those people who could be just... Just you know, talking shit, man. 40, 50-year-old men sitting in their parents' basement on a computer just stirring shit. That's right. And so um, so on Saturday, we went to the film festival, which was great. It was took my mind off of it to mm-hmm. some degree. And then um, the library put out a, an announcement, you know, because yeah. we wanted you right. know, the People community know. to right. know. Yeah, of course. Um, to make their own judgment if right. they were to come. But that was the largest turnout we had. Wow. Um, Love this town. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Uh, Nancy Thelman, who is one of our County commissioners, Mm -hmm. um, huge supporter of me. Um, basically she was there not understanding, um, what was going on. And so in this understanding, meaning the death threats or she didn't understand that that was happening. Oh, okay. And so, um, we had support from the Lawrence Police Department. We had two police officers there who didn't have to come. We had just asked for them to right. patrol around just to make sure, that, you know, mm-hmm. if they see anything outside of the norm. But instead, they came in and they wore, you know, pride stickers and awesome. uber supportive. Um, but she, in return, what was happening is she was um, uh selecting me as um, a scene and hero. So she was getting ready to um, submit an application for me to be a part of scene and heroes, which was great. And so she actually went back and redacted her story um, because she's like, this is what was happening. I didn't understand, but basically it was a human shield um, around Asia. And cause that's what it was. The whole auditorium was just full of parents and kids and, you know, being there, which was so, yeah. It's amazing. Heartfelt. Giving me chills, man. Oh, it was, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, But it it really didn't need to be about me that day. It needed to be about those kids being able to come. Right. And enjoy, you know, uh, several books about the importance of just loving and being true to themselves and, and having a craft and getting to walk away feeling excited for themselves, you know, mm-hmm. instead of having schmucks out there <laughs> right. wanting to, you know to take someone out and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. So like I said, the library definitely has, has my, yeah, that's awesome. My back. And thank you, uh, Lawrence public library. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, Big shout out to them. So yeah, so that was, 
So that's another reason why I think it's so important for Deja to take the Reading Rainbow across, mm-hmm. you know, across the United States and let other, you know, communities and kiddos feel that warmth and that love and just feeling accepted for Fuck an yeah. hour. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, so to get back to the answer to your question, yeah, I, I think I keep struggling with what it is that I need to be doing as Deja or to be able to like make it bigger or to make another job or a life career change mm-hmm. you know, out of Deja and what that really looks like. And so I think we're in the baby steps of, of growing that, but I think there's also something more to it. You know, I have an interesting question here. Yeah. Does Brandon ever get tired of Deja and does Deja ever get tired of Brandon? Is there ever a battle of like, is this is exhausting to do like, I love traveling and I love doing those shows, but fuck, I've got this other thing that I really love, but it's a lot of fucking work and I love it, but it's a lot of work and it's a, it's a transformation to do it. Yeah. And I've got to see if it just leads into this idea of like being happy and what makes us happy and doing things that make us happy and tired of. Oh yeah. I think uh, it's, um, I think right now I'm at 75, 25. Okay. 75% I'm still enjoying all of it. And really it's kind of higher than that. Okay. Part of me is like, Oh, you know, it takes me two hours to, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, really from start to finish to get ready. And like this week I did a little cameo for explore Lawrence and it was literally like 30 seconds. And so I, so two hours for 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, wow. this community you right. know, has supported me and I, you know, I think it's great to be able to give them just a little, you know, just something, you know? Right. And, and yeah, I mean, Two hours. So of course I right. did. It. You know I did it because I'm also not going to pass up the opportunity to <laughs> right to be seen and right. you know yeah yeah. It's just an interesting because um, I think a lot of human beings have that battle of two or three different things going on, sure. whether it's personalities or yeah. or identities or whatever the whatever right. we want to call it, and and we don't know which one we should choose to, or we, or do we have to choose? Right. right? But it, at some point it, it could get, ex- I mean, two hours, right? Like yeah. I just, we just use that as example, two hours for 30 seconds. Right. right? Like how often is that going to happen to where you're just like the person Ugh. sitting in front of the mirror? Like, can I do this yeah. again? And, yeah. and because you're so it's, it's so amazing that you do it and you, and, and it's a joy to watch and be a part of as a, as a, yeah. as a friend. Right. Yeah. And it takes get, a lot out of you. Like, right. Cause you're on, mm-hmm. we did, um, drag queen bingo. Right. Last right. Week for yep. the library as a, a fundraiser for, um, national library week. Mm-hmm. And so we did it over zoom mm-hmm. and I am definitely, I work off the crowd like, right? or Deja works off the crowd. And so to have that interaction is great. I need that. Um, but to the not have the interaction, like we are now in this new world of, you know, we have to be socially distant. We are putting ourselves through Zoom and not being one on one or, you know, in a group of people. And so that right there takes a huge chunk out of how I really react and and entertain. Right. And so it's me just talking mm-hmm. to some windows on a screen right. you know, of people's heads. And I was exhausted after that because you literally, I just had to keep it going. Like I had to keep the momentum up and we logged off and I'm like, 
that was the longest fucking two hours of my mm-hmm. life, you know? Yeah. And it's me just sitting in my dining room. Right. You could have been you know? in just a blouse. Oh, and I, stuff, I literally, and yeah, it's yeah, like Nothing from the waist yeah. down. Um, a long, a long skirt, no hips, no body, no, no nothing. But yeah. Cause part of the whole thing is the show. Right. right. And yeah. And having to do that via zoom. And, I, 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 I understand like that much of that because my last episode was with my, one of my best friends drew over zoom. Yeah. 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 And that, that was really exhausting too, because part of this, even though they can't see us, part of doing this for me is this face to face chatting and seeing your expressions and rolling off of that. Right. So I can, I can't imagine what that must've been like, like how exhausted you were to try to keep that energy up. Right. Because being an extrovert, right. You get that energy from others and not having those others. Right. And to hold that energy up to be you, right. To be Deja. It was, it was was challenging, but a great night, great night. And yeah, I mean, it was really just about entertaining people from their own living rooms, being Mm. able to allow them to not think about the craziness of what's going on in our community or, you know, nationally, Mm -hmm. um, globally. Um, and for them to be able to just step out of something for two hours and enjoy bingo of all things, you know, um, (laughs) only so many winners, but people stayed on, you know, they were invested and interesting. Yeah. So it's good. It's good that, you know, we can take technology yeah. Podcast, um, Zoom, you know, FaceTime, whatever, Facebook Live, and still be able to entertain or give back some way. Something. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. I, I I am not to be honest, I'm not gonna accept this as like the new normal. Like I don't I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not with politicians that say you're just going to have to deal with this and this is the way it's going to be. And we're never going to go back to the same. Well, nothing ever is the same. Right. Like I no, get we'll that have but... a new norm. I don't feel like this will be our new norm. I feel like we are going to have a new norm, right? It may be that our new norm is, you know, we may have to wear masks for an extended period of time. Um, our large gatherings are smaller gatherings right. for an extended period of time. Right. But ultimately, Everything isn't always a new norm. You know, like we're always evolving and changing. What will truly change all of this is the NFL. What will the NFL put up with? Football, right? Right. Yeah. It's football. And that that will be the thing that's the driver of um, whether we have 90 people in something or we go back to 100,000 in a stadium and deal with it. Because the people in the foot in the football so it's football over baseball because baseball oh, yeah. hasn't yeah yeah oh yeah people baseball is I mean, whatever. Baseball, yeah no? it's okay. really about football and okay. and how that will gotcha yeah so we'll see how that all pans uh-huh. out but anyways that's oh, fuck yeah whatever um go chiefs <laughs> go chiefs right <laughs> poor, the poor chiefs they win the fucking super bowl uh, and, and now it's, yeah. they can't do anything yeah, well. anyways um so well, Taking Deja on the road, yeah. trying to figure out what what next steps are. What that looks like. Yeah. yeah. So are you doing okay, like not traveling with your other gig? and? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, I'm so used to like used to traveling and then coming home and being the introvert mm-hmm. for a week, you know, or not talking right. to people. But now like that's just my yeah. life is truly being an introvert this whole time. And that's why I'm like striving for anything right. Deja can do, even mm-hmm. if it's over zoom or you know, for right. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, you know, it sounds I'm, I'm optimistic. 
of course you kind of have to be um mm-hmm. to survive i think um that you know some work may come in october november hopefully but as of now all my work has been canceled for the year that's wild yeah and so oh, hopefully I'm sorry yeah sucks it sucks it i know you really suck. love i know you really love yeah, doing that it does suck yeah, yeah. to not leave <laughs> yeah. home like i get the itch when i'm at home you know for two weeks i start getting the itch or right. you know like oh my god i've been home way too long i need to get back out yeah um but yeah so here we are yeah yeah, yeah. so we'll see you know we've had i work for some great companies okay. um one has officially closed altogether like really they not, yeah they just yeah wow yeah which was a real bummer it's the, the longest company that i've worked for um 20 years yeah wow and they they've closed um it's just the economy and you know who knows what's gonna happen with this because i mean this is what we do where we bring hundreds of people you know thousands of people together under right. one roof you know for a week on end and so the fact that companies yeah. are backing out from them it made sense but right other companies that i work for you know they're still you yeah. know pushing through and it just means that we may change how events take place or right. conferences or anything. Takes yeah. Place. I think that those things will still happen. It's just, you have to, uh, you, um, well, after nine 11, it was the same thing, right? You know, um, it happened then. And so mm-hmm. finally they bounced back and I feel like it's just going to take a little time for them to be able to bounce back. But yeah. Now we just have more PRL and, you know, hand sanitizer, hand just... sanitizing stations. You know, it used to be that charging stations were the big thing at conferences. Like <sighs> how many, charging stations but now it's like how many hand sanitizing right. stations can we put out and, or, or, <laughs> or just people just wash your hands yeah yeah wash your hands it's yeah, okay yeah you know cough into your into your, into elbow. your elbow right right yeah. it's all right yeah you know it's yeah. a, and it's okay to cough like, yeah it's okay you don't have to shame everybody for coughing <laughs> uh, right so for so sneezing true. don't shame people for sneezing yeah holy Especially cow during sinus season right it's yeah. like the worst um Right, the worst time for this pandemic to <laughs> yeah, happen. It's like the worst allergy season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, um, when this is going to be an interesting question because okay. I've always wanted to ask you this sure. question because I've known you, fuck, a long yeah. time. Right. Right. Our our boys. Years. Probably. No, 12. no, 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 no. Not twelve years. Because our kids, like, well, Key turns fourteen this month, and Otto just turned thirteen. Yeah. So they were what? Four. Yeah, I think probably ten years. He Otto was probably three, and and yeah. Keen was probably four. So yeah, at ten years, yeah. right? I've known you for ten years. So I've always wanted to ask this question: When in your journey did you want to be a dad? Always, always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always wanted to have kids. Okay. Um, and then kids are made by a woman and a man. You right. Know, like, oh yeah. And so. I always then thought, okay, well, adoption would be the way I go for kids okay. because that's how it's going to be. But this is not adoption, and it truly was a different story, which right. is great. Um, but, yeah, I've always wanted to have kids. Can you share that story a little bit? Is that okay to share? Yeah. Um, so, Kian's mom and I worked together uh, for one of the local nonprofits here in town that provides services for people with disabilities. And so, um, she was looking to... Um, have a baby, have a child. And basically at first it was a pay it forward type thing, Mm -hmm. making a donation. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And 
But how, okay, so yeah. pause there. Uh-huh. Sure. How does one ask <laughs> that you question? You go to Chili's. You go to Chili's. So to, can we, and you can just... I just have a little bit of like under, like, just give me a little glimpse of that conversation. Cause that really interests me. Like as a person, cause that yeah. sounds like a, like yeah. could be really a vulnerable, like Tasha being able to ask you that question. Right. Yeah. It's super it's... being super vulnerable. And part of just because I'm, I'm going down this road, I want to side note part of iron and soul is, is um, perseverance through, strength and vulnerability so like i want to understand yeah tasha was had to be super vulnerable even though you guys were friends to be able to say hey right uh so co-workers okay uh we also had another colleague um one of her good friends that we worked together with and basically it was hey do you want to join us for lunch okay let's go to lunch and again this was just a a work type friendship like okay it was just that That was it it. oh okay even okay yeah and so we went to lunch and basically the story is that you know she's been wanting to have a kid and artificial insemination is you know the route that she needs to take Mm -hmm. and would i consider making a donation okay Mm -hmm. it's you know it's expensive you know to like it's just a process. And right. So um, I thought about it because being an only kid, you know, only child, like I get it. Um, but I also felt if I do this for her mm-hmm. someday, it's going to come easier for me to be a parent. Okay. Okay. So I thought if I do this for someone, then when it's my time and my okay. turn to okay. be a parent adoption or whatever the case may mm-hmm. will, it'll just come easier. Okay. So, um, so we, uh, so we went to the doctors and fun fact, the only, do you know what the only locking room is, um, at a doctor's office or hospital? The, the only, jerk off room. Uh, the staff bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. The staff bathroom is the only room that can lock in a doctor's office. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for that doctor's office, I guess. I guess. Yeah. For that doctor's <laughs> So. Never even thought about like locking on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense. Like if somebody gets really upset about something, lock themselves in a room. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so the plan was again, like I said, to make a donation. Um, so we'd go to the doctor's office. I would take my handy bag in with me because, you know, you had to have some materials right. or something. Um, we didn't have really smartphones. Smartphones back then, right? Blackberries. And but that really did nothing for and you. And I'd have to admit, <laughs> probably back then, they didn't work too um, liberal, I guess, and wouldn't have maybe the material no, that no, you no, would no. want this to. this was not that type to, of. Right? Yeah, like. <laughs> Horns family practitioner, you know, like it's not like, yeah, no. Uh, so you, you, yeah, you go in and you do your your duty. Again, not only are you focused on achieving that goal, but then that you have perseverance to, that you have to, you know, get out of the mind of. Well, if I do this too quickly, then they're going to think, my God, he's fast. Or if you take your time, then they're going to be like. TikTok, TikTok, we right. gotta go. Like, come on. The pressure so you have to like <laughs> pressure's on in all different ways. Yeah. <laughs> it is so much. And then you gotta I have to I'm gonna get real 
specific, and then you got to land it in a cup. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much. There's so sorry, much Tasha. happening. Sorry, <laughs> sorry um, one listener. That sorry, one mom. listener out there has now <laughs> clicked the mute button for a moment. Um, so, no. So, we did that several times. and Oh, you had to do it several times? Not yeah. just once? Well, no. We tried several times for oh. it to take. Okay. Mm-hmm, for my but one, to... one, just one shot, though? Or did Correct. you have to go? No, one shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One shot. Ooh, that would have been fr- really one, pressure one on. One shot. Each time. Okay. Yeah. And so it finally came down to the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is now me. I have a problem. Like, it's not my swimmers Uh, are not bringing home the gold, you know? So I was done, and that's when it took. And so with any relationship, um, and I still find this so true, it's all about communication. Okay. Okay. So uh, we went on this roller coaster ride basically um of emotions because here we are co-workers at this point now our offices are right next to each other okay um i have made a donation to just pay it forward okay um i told my mom and she was so upset like because oh because because we i wasn't going to have a part in this child's life I mean, she always wanted to be a right. grandma. So right. how can I do this? And we're going to see her out. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, and we're going to know that this child. Mm-hmm. And so, so you have all of that mixed in. Um, and so during this time, like I said, this roller coaster of emotions are setting in like, well, no, I want to be a part, you know, of the life. And, but that's not what I signed up for and back and forth. And, non-communication and communication and not talking about it, but not really not talking about it and talking about it. And so basically, I mean, it came down to the 19th of May. Okay. Um, it was a Friday. Uh, I went over to see Tasha and Jerry, her partner, mm-hmm. Jerry. And at that point I was thinking I was going to just sign my rights, you know, away, you know, like, uh, okay. cause I thought that was the conversation we were going to have. But instead the conversation was, well, we thought you wanted to be a part of his life. And so completely. So they shifted, they it, shifted the conversation. It was a whole shift. It was just a whole shift. Yeah. And so the 19th of May, I find out, well, I'm going to be a dad and my mom's going to be a grandma and we're going to, you know, like, this is so great. And he was born on the 21st. So two days later he's born. Oh my God. I've and, got chills. I'm, I'm yeah. going to cry. Yeah. And so wow. it was from there. It's been, um, as any family, you know, like you just go through so much. And like I said, communication is key. Right. Um, we've always been open and, you know, proud parenting or co-parenting. Mm-hmm. We can call it proud parenting, but co-parenting really, because, you know, he goes back and forth. And so yeah. we have to be on the same wavelength and the same page through lots of things, you right. know, and, and then as a parent, you see what the kids are going through and then you start having to, you know, as they get older, then you have to start answering more questions. And, you know, he went to Montessori, a rain tree here in town, which is pretty diverse in mm-hmm. their, in their families. And so we thought that was best for him to start out. Right. Um, which really was, I mean, he gained some of his best friends who are still friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they'll continue to stay friends for the journey of their life, which is amazing. Um, And so uh, Raintree really gave him the platform to Mm -hmm. strive 
Right. Um, like I said, though, we really wanted him to be able to ask questions um, because then he can answer those questions when he gets asked, right. you know, questions in school. And it still happens. It still is happening. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean kids are curious no matter how old they are. Yeah. There's just at the older they get, sometimes that curious becomes a little judgy. Sure. Right. Yeah. So like um, the one question that really got me was, um, what do you call us? What are you guys? Meaning like so Keen parents, asked you yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he goes, well, are you guys divorced? And this has been several years, yeah. of course. Are you divorced? I'm like, no, we're not divorced. And he's like, well, but what are you? Like, because kids are asking him, right. oh, your parents are divorced or, you know. And right. he's like, no. And I said, well, we're just your parents. Like, we're just your mom. We're just your dad. You know, right. like, that's all there is to it. And that's what your life is, dude. You know, and someday maybe your dad will have, you know, a John or Mike or whatever, you know, <laughs> and Eric. Yeah. And Eric, Brad, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but right now you have a mom and you have a Jerry and you have a dad and you have aunts and uncles who love you and grandparents. And so that's your life. I, 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 as you, as you said that I had this like curious question of like, I wonder if Otto ever and Kian ever talked about like, yeah, I don't that know. Stuff. Like, I wonder if Otto was ever curious and be like asked or if, or if, or if we as Josh and Jill knowing somewhat of your situation, like, yeah. Hey, this is just their situation. And we well, told them. Enough, I always you know? wonder that as well, because I remember, um, so Raphael, oh, um, I love Raphael. Yeah. yeah. You know, great family. Kian, uh, his Raphael's mom, Michelle was mm-hmm. picking Raphael up from school one day and asked Kian, and this is like, you know, primary school, you know, right. ask Kian what he did over the weekend or something like that. And he's like, Oh, I went to see my dad and he was dressed as a girl. And so Michelle was like, Oh, a, a turtle. Like she, <laughs> and he's like, no, he was dressed as a girl. And so she was like, probably trying to process right. all of this. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, oh, he was dressed as a, a turtle or a girl. What? You know, and mm-hmm. Kean's little soft voice, you know, he's trying to say, no, a girl, you know, right. and, um, but, that's amazing. Yeah. One of so the funny right. stories. So, right. But, you know, uh, um, Otto and Raphael, I mean, you guys have been great. And I mean, it's. Yeah. Kids I just, come over and yeah. it's not even. I was telling you when I ran into um, you at the coffee shop not too long ago. I mean, because we always, I was always, I probably was more concerned how um, other parents, you know, would take it. You know, oh, I'm going to let my child go and stay the night, you know, at this man's house, you know, because there's, there's all that judgment that, bullshit. Yeah. Yes, and there is like, well, if anyone, like I'm a, a dad, like I, you know, have always wanted to be yeah. a dad. There's nothing more to it. And so, um, but yeah, I've always had that in the back of my mind. Like maybe Kim won't be able to have friends over because their parents would say no, you know, but it hasn't seemed to be the case. No. And I just have to say too, the best kid, birthday party I've ever been to was, I don't know what birthday it was for okay. Kian, like what number, but the magic where you had the magician at Tasha's house Fifth and all, Oh my Circus God. Carnival. Carnival. Yeah. That was a, an amazing time at that birthday party. Yeah. I don't know why that one, I think I was worried about Otto. Um, that was a big one. That was like his first real big yeah. birthday. And I don't know. I think I stayed because I wanted to stay. Yeah. Like I just didn't, wasn't one of those things where you dropped off. That was an amazing yeah. birthday party. That was a lot of fun. We've had some good ones. Yeah. And now the memories are starting to pop back up on yep. time hop and 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. But I was telling you in the coffee shop, like Otto and Kian hadn't seen each other in a while. And then when Kian came over to spend the night not too long ago, it was like there was a second, like just a, like a second of like teenage awkwardness, right? Just enough to like kind of like feel each other out. Uh-huh. And then it was like off to the races yeah. like they haven't even skipped a beat. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, oh that's my God. how I am with my friends. You know, my good best mm-hmm. friends, like. We can go, you know, weeks without talking mm-hmm. or months without right. seeing each other. And then when we're together, it's okay. That's the way with my... We catch up and we move right along. Yeah, my know? boy Drew that we did the podcast. And then my my bestest friend from forever ago, Shane. It's like when yeah. we're together, it's like we're back in high yeah. school yeah. and causing... And that's what it needs yeah. to be. His like... wife probably hates me and him when we get together. because <laughs> And Jill just laughs at us. But, yeah. I mean, he gets, he gets wild. Uh-huh. And so it's, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was fun seeing that because I knew that they would, no matter what, they're yeah. always going to be yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah so. And which is great. I think yeah. the three of them, I mean, for Kian, yeah. Otto and Raphael are really like, yeah. those are those friends that will stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So man. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So, so now dad so, yeah. and still, that journey. Still you know, single. Still single. <laughs> Have you all, you, um, I don't know if I've ever known you. To not have someone. <laughs> I don't, but I don't like, I haven't ever asked you like, yeah. well, Brandon's got a, a friend over or yeah, no. whatever. Um, is it just, are you just too busy or what's, or is it, are no. you, your standards way high or which they should be? I get it. But, uh, standards probably played a, a role okay. in that, okay. but we're also in Kansas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas city, yes, is close, but Kansas city is still very clickish and mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone. Right. Um, Lawrence, we're in a college town. So either you're a really young mm-hmm. KU student who is now closer to Kean's age than oh, my shit, age, right? which is an issue, right? Or you're much older and already established. Okay. Already so, established, meaning you have a partner. Correct. Okay. And so there I am. Literally bobbing out there like a damn right. bobber, yeah. Um, because it's hard to fucking live in this town. Sometimes. Well, and it's hard because there's not a there's not a pool of people here, right? And so I keep thinking, oh, I'll meet someone when I travel. But then I'm like, oh, you want to come back to Kansas with me? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I swear to God, the town's cool. <laughs> yeah, the town's great, but yeah, yeah. I mean, until I tell Key, and you know, once he goes to college. It's time for us both to, you know, mm-hmm. venture out and, you know, spread our wings. But who knows if that will happen. But, yeah, um, the pool is not big. And I keep telling people, y'all have friends. Like, hook me I, up. Yeah, why are you not introducing me? And then now I'm getting the thing. Oh, well, it's because everyone knows you and Lawrence. And they think that you're, you know. Oh, and I'm like, but that's not the case. That's like, fucking, yeah. 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 So what about the Internet? Does the Internet have, like things or no are you are you are you are you are you you fighting that are you fighting the internet i so the match.coms and those types of things i just don't know about that i mean people have had success stories and Mm -hmm. they met their soulmates off of it and good for them okay yeah i think maybe i'm still a traditionalist some way that like i want to meet them out and i want to like you know have that romantic story of meeting them i don't know if that will ever be the case but then, you know, obviously we have apps now that, right. you know, for straight people, gay people, whatever. I mean, it's instant gratification for hookups if that's right. what you want. Mom, that's called Grinder. <laughs> yeah. Just FYI, <laughs> that's Grinder. Look it up. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that, which then takes the intimacy or, you know, mm-hmm. lack of 
relationship out of that world Mm -hmm. and it's really just about a fuck right um so yeah so i'm in a tough spot and i'm not getting any younger you know it's like i'm getting older but i'm still in the spot and the kids are getting younger (laughs) coming to college and i'm like it's the battle of the fucking college town man it is yeah so that's that's my story so i like I said, 2020 was going to be my year. Like I had put it all out there and still your fucking year. It could still be my year. It's still your year, dude. Yeah, it is. But I think 2020 is going to travel into 2021. Yeah. Why don't we make it overlap? Why don't we make 2021 <laughs> your two years? Exactly. Not right? just a year or two. Yeah. How about, true. how about 2020 on life. all? <laughs> It's going to be a fucking, you're going to have a badass life from yeah. the, not that you haven't had a badass, it's just right. going to be badass. Right. Badass. You know, badass life. Yeah. So. That's the terms. Badass. All right. Yeah. So, um, we're going to wrap it up here. Cool. Um, I just have to tell a quick story here real quick, just because it's fresh in my mind and why not cause a little turmoil? So, yeah. um, we have this group, um, text with, um, my family and some extended family. And somehow we, it, it got on to like Brazilian waxes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I said to, I have a awesome cousin, cousin Kelly, who lives in Colorado, who's like into hunting and okay. all this stuff and just a total badass. And she lives up there with her, I think her husband, they're married. I think they're married. It doesn't matter what a fucking partner. Um, and they're building a house. I lived in a tent for like five years. Just to, she sends pictures of like um, mountain lions and bears, like right sure. where she lives. So um, we were joking. And so she said um, something about like basically still having a bush or something like that. Right. <laughs> and I said, I said something like, well, you know, 70s bush is, is awesome. Rocking it. Right. And so my mom texts me and is like, why do you, what did that mean about 70s bush? And I was like, well, mom. Today, uh-huh. women don't have pubic hair. Yeah. I had to explain to my 72-year-old mother what a Brazilian wax was. Uh-huh. I have a sister <laughs> who lives in the same fucking town uh-huh. no. who's been you. to Brazil uh-huh. <laughs> several times, yeah. and I'm, I'm the, I'm the uh-huh. one. Yeah. And finally I was just, and then my mom's like, well, I've heard about the landing strip and I'm like, why am <sighs> yeah. I the one? Why am I the one? Good. Dude? She feels it comfortable she asking does. you. She does feel comfortable. And then I put in the group text text that I had to explain to my mom what a Brazilian was and I'm traumatized now. So <laughs> I just have to share that while it's fresh yeah. in my mind. Like. I mean, it could have gone. I mean, it could have kept going. Anal I, bleaching, or oh, you know, well, no, else. no, that's holy shit. We were talking about that on the group text because I had this aunt. God love her. I love you, Aunt Elaine, but she's really on this bleaching thing because okay. of the coronavirus, and okay. she won't stop. Okay. About the bleaching. Sorry, Aunt Elaine. I love you, but stop she's the not bleaching. Ingesting it. No, she's not ingesting okay, it, but she's washing her vegetables. Then she said some report about. Um, Mayo Clinic says it's okay to take a bath, a bleach bath and all this shit. Right. So I just give them shit constantly. So then we started talking about anal bleaching and I said, and I said, I do it. I mean, why not? You know, and then waxing and then it just went down that road. So, yeah. yeah, So it was a thing. So, so to the one listener out there, you know, don't drink bleach. Don't drink the bleach. (laughs) 
But bleach your asshole. Bleach your asshole. It's yeah, yeah definitely. Trim that 70s bush. Trim the 70s bush. Manscaping Eat. is not a bad thing. Manscaping is I I I don't, you know, everybody <laughs> guess what mom, everybody does it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. Well, Brandon, thank you yeah, so much totally. for coming on. I cannot wait to when I get a camera to have Deja on and yeah. we do this again and just kind of get a little more wild and have a little more fun. So thanks again for cool. sharing uh, the morning with me and um, explaining to our one listener what um, female impersonation is yeah. and your life and sharing a little bit of your journey. So it's really, um, really, uh, really made me happy. So cool. appreciate that. So remember everybody, um, perseverance through strength and vulnerability and we'll see you next time later oh oh give us your uh instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. all your uh, deja stuff give yeah they can follow out. deja brooks uh 2020 on instagram deja brooks um on facebook and as well as transformations on both instagram and facebook awesome thank you yeah. and um iron and soul uh consulting on instagram is mine but um we'll have a bunch of cool things brandon's gonna um show us show me how to blow all this up a little bit more because he he gets it so all right once again thanks everybody bye